Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Exodus, chapter 3, verse 1 through 15, Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 1 through 13, the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 13, verse 1 through 9, and Psalm 63, verse 1 through 8. God, grant us serenity to accept the things that we cannot change, courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So what does life after death look like? What what does it really look like? This is something we've all wondered if we've been honest. Okay, okay, we're in. We're Christian. We believe in this thing. We believe that there will be life after death. We believe in the resurrection. But seriously, what will it look like? Will I recognize people there? Will they recognize me? Will I have hair again? What will it, sorry, that's where I meant immediately. I don't know where you go. We all have our thing. Will I look the same or will I look different? What are the things that I think will, will be? And then, of course, there's the logistical questions about this whole resurrection from the dead. Well, what if you were cremated? How's God going to make that work? Well, what if you were cremated and then like some of you was spread over here and some of you was spread over here? Like, is there just going to be this, like, are they all going to be gathered up together and all this stuff? Or, or how's it all going to work? What if I lost a limb earlier on in life? Where did that go? And is that going to be reconstituted? How does this all work? These are the kinds of things that we all stayed up late at night when we were teenagers wondering, of course, or maybe if you've been honest with your friends, we've talked about it and we go, wait a minute, but logistically, okay, okay, I want to believe in this, but logistically, how does it work? What we heard today from in our letter to the Corinthians, Paul has a very pastoral word to us when we wonder these things. And it's basically like, you fools, what's wrong with you? Stop worrying about this stuff. It's really what he says. It wasn't, I, we tried it, but the reality is I think about this stuff too. We all wonder about this, right? We wonder what is it actually going to look like and be like? And, and Paul really does, he goes, guys, we're thinking about this all wrong. You're worrying about this thing that you cannot control. And you're worried about trying to understand something that you actually cannot understand, not fully. Because what Paul says is, what goes into the ground is one thing. What comes out of the ground is something completely different. What dies is one thing. What is raised up is something new. He's saying you can't fully understand it. It's hard for us. We want to understand. It's also hard for us to place our faith in something we can't quite picture. So when we do picture an afterlife, we do try to either ask technical questions or we picture something that looks a little bit like this life just without any of the problems. But Paul invites his church into thinking about the resurrection as something completely different. He doesn't say you go into the ground broken and are raised up fixed. He says you go into the ground a seed, like one that is planted. And when you're raised up, it's like something new, a new life, a new growth that is blossoming into being. He compares this as Jesus did in his ministry 
He compares this understanding of death and resurrection not to something being broken down and then put back together, not to something that was needed to be fixed and is finally fixed. Paul and Jesus both describe death and resurrection as a seed going into the ground and being transformed into a plant. Something that was becomes something new. Still has that essence of what was carried within the seed, just like you and I will bear the souls that have become immortal by the power of God. But to try to conceive of what we will be when we are raised up again is sort of like a seed trying to understand what it'll look like after it comes back out of the ground. Something completely new, something completely different is happening. This is difficult news for us. Even if it's beautiful and poetic, it's difficult. One, because it's hard to comprehend. And two, because we just, we want to know what is happening. We want to have some sense of what we're looking forward to. We're all of us a little tired of uncertainty and would like a little certainty. One of my good mentors uh, said to me that the church, the church is about resurrection. We're in the resurrection business, but a lot, a lot of times we just focus on resuscitation. Instead of letting things that are dying die, we work like heck to try to bring things that were dying back to life and make them what they were. And like in real life, resuscitation works very rarely. In our life as a church, in our life as people, there are so many things that we have to let go of, but we keep trying to hold on to and make filled up with the life that it had before. And it's because we're scared. We're scared of what is to come. But this is why this text, this, this reading from, from Paul is so important for us. Because we have a tendency to want to hold on to what was and be scared of what is to come because we don't understand it. And Paul says, you're not, you're not falling apart to be put back together again. You are a seed and you are becoming a blossom. And this is something completely different and beautiful. Over the last two years, I have seen and I know you have seen and experienced so much anxiety, so much fear and exhaustion, not only about what is, but about what will be, about not knowing what will be. What will we become? What will I become individually in my life? What will we as a nation become, as a world? Or even on a local level, what will this church be? When can we be like we were? When can this church go back to being what it was? When can my life go back to being what it was? I liked what I was. When does that get to be that again? When is that normal again? Throughout this season, we've been paying attention to Paul's letter to the Corinthians. 
It's a letter he's written to a congregation he built, these people who have decided that they're in on Jesus and they believe in this. And Paul has taught them to come together and try to create community. And the thing that they keep brushing up against is they love this community and they love what they're told Jesus has done in their life, but they are scared about where it's taking them because it's unclear and uncertain and they want to hold on to as much as they can about what was. Paul seeks to break them free of that just as Jesus has broken us all free from the constraints of our past, of our nostalgia, and of our hopes for what was. I know that we're scared and uncertain. I know that we look back at what was and in many ways see very beautiful things, and we're not wrong. But what if what was was just the seed for what is to become? I know there's something in us that wants to hold on to the glory days of the past and say, how do we get back to that? Because it was beautiful. But what if that thing that was so beautiful is actually merely the seed for what our lives are becoming right now? What if we don't have to be afraid? Because even when we don't understand what is happening to us, God is present and active, working in our lives for healing. This is the story that Paul tells again and again, and so does Jesus in all of the gospel teachings. That wherever we are, whatever we are experiencing, whatever fear we have about what is to come, whatever is to come, God is there in it. And you are loved. Whatever is coming our way, it is a part of God's reconciliation and healing of this world, and that includes you in this life, and in the life to come. You are completely and totally belonging to God, and that doesn't end with death. And it certainly doesn't end because of a pandemic. This will be a lifelong struggle. No one sermon, no one teaching, no one perfect word will help us get it perfectly understood in our hearts and in our lives. But we have the capacity to recognize God's presence in our lives right now with our lives looking in ways we could never have imagined and would not have expected, even in the here and now, we see God present and active, living us, living with us, and loving us as we are. Today is yesterday's unexpected future, and in it we are recognizing our belongingness even now. So what are we afraid of, of the things to come? We are a resurrection people. We don't need to hold on with some tight grip on ideas of what we were. We also don't need to reject the things that we have been. We can look back at our lives 
as a people, as a country, as a church. And we can love them for the seeds that they were. We can see so much of the life we had buried in the ground, and we can grieve that so long as we understand that in this world God has made new life is coming to be within us, within this community, and within this world we share and we love. Today is, later on, as I said in my announcements, today is our annual meeting. And it's a natural time for us to think about what the last year has been like. Lent's coming up after that. You'll have a lot more opportunities to think about all the things that could have been. But when I think about the year 2021 in the life of the Church of the Redeemer, I see so many things dying and so many things being born. I see so many new ways of us learning how to be church together that sit right alongside the sorrow and the grief we feel at losing things that were. I see our resilience right alongside our sorrow. I see our creativity and joy right alongside our frustration and uncertainty. And in all of it, every single moment of our life together, I see God's love active and present and healing. And that gives me great hope. Great hope for what is blossoming, for what is emerging from the ground as we continue to become church in Jesus' name.